1: Preseason pod, two of four incoming, going over players in the mid-price price bracket. What's up, dude?
0: Yeah, mid-price, ready to get in there. There's all the good guys, all the best friends, and all the soups.
1: All the good guys, bad guys, soup. Oh, soups, so much soup to be had. um listeners suggested, a patron suggested that we cha- that we announce what changed from episode to episode as we do the preseason pods, which I kind of like. There's not that much that actually changed from the preseason pod till now that we won't just like naturally cover by talking about the guys. But it seems like Bayi is going to start the season, Mu said, which is good. It seems like Mendy might be fit or he's just a traveling merchant, which is come see, come saw. Ali Son is on Liverpool, so Karius is bye bye and Valencia's hurt. I think that's basically it. From from last episode to now.
0: Yeah, of the premium guys, I think, pretty of much. Of the premium
1: guys, yep. Um, Walsh's Salah article that he mentioned on last pod is up on the website. It took me about a week to post it, but it's still up. It's a little bit <laughs> outdated. It was written like two weeks ago, but the, the idea and the structures are still pretty relevant. I think I'm seeing people, at least in Slack and stuff, are tinkering their team around the conversation. And then... Third and final announcement is exciting. We're we're gonna try our hand at like a little store action up. So it's gonna be up on the website. There'll be a you know, link on the top for a little shop. There's just gonna be hats on there for now. We're taking it for a spin, hoping it's fun, hope you like them. And yeah, I mean let's see what happens, right?
0: Yeah, the hats are pretty cool. They're like kind of trucker hats with a logo on them. It's kind of like expensive, but it's also like shipping is a fucking nightmare, so we apologize for that. We're Taking a very little cut off the top, but um, you know, if you're into it, just give it a give it a whirl.
1: Yeah, just planning on shipping to Finland, Australia, Southern yeah. India, and it's just yeah, like it's not, oh my god, not
0: good not good business when you're not in like a we're not like the Gap over here. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, we need fucking oh God factories all over. All right, so fuck all that. Should we just dive into mid price?
0: Yeah, let's get into goalkeeping.
1: Okay, so goalies we're basically just covering all the fives, right?
0: Yeah, just fives. Yeah,
1: four or five and below our budget for next week. So is anyone sticking out to you?
0: Well I think Leno is interesting, but you know, Arsenal a little bit, who knows? But I think what stands out to me are the potential moves. I mean they're talking about Schmeichel going to Chelsea, who at five would be like a really good option.
1: He'd be in every Um, team.
0: Yeah, and I i mean, it's annoying with game of going, Like Pickford's kind of interesting to me at five, and then Pope is still there at five. We always know what Burnley normally do. So those were kind of the main fives that stood out to me. Um, what do you think?
1: I'm curious. I want more from you on Pickford. I mean, Leno, I i agree and I understand, and Arsenal, I don't know. It's It always feels like their defense is like bottom 5 in the league but you know they finish top 6 with cleans pretty much every year and sometimes what was it like 2 or 3 years ago they they finished tops in the league and cleans like they obviously I think it's three years ago. Yeah, like they're obviously a good team and a top 6 team and a 50 goalie on on a top 6 team is is very tempting. Um but it remains to be seen how their defense looks. I mean yeah, Burnley Fuck man. Burnley full disclaimer for the entire episode. We're kind of waiting on Europa League results before we dip into the Burnley tank like we said last week, but yeah, what so what are your thoughts on Pickford because I I see Everton and Marco Silva as not a good defensive place to invest. So what are you seeing there?
0: I mean, I think it's similar to just the extrapolation of Silva's system with better players. Like, they seem like a kind of team that if they're, they have good players, which they do, that they can keep cleans by nature of just possession, kind of. And Pickford's good. His distribution's good. His bone, he's good on bonus points. Um, only five, five's just not that much for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, it's a good price. It's, it's, there's value there, I think. And their opening fixtures are really good. So it's not like, reinventing the wheel is just I think he's defensible if he was going to be playing game week one which we don't know yet if that's going to be the case but I just feel like if people are trying to skimp around it's it's like a good five million investment into Everton with good fixtures I think Keane's five also will get there but I just feel like he's okay but I think Schmeichel if he goes to Chelsea at five is very interesting because that's a real cut price option for a Chelsea defender at five
1: yeah that's that's very real I think yeah
0: um, and then, yeah, you mentioned like with Pope and Burnley, it's just, we know what they do until they reach 40 points. They just grind one nils and they keep cleans and they're great. But the Europa question is just looming too large. And they have really good fixtures for the first like couple months of the season. And it's very like likely that they will keep a fair share of clean sheets over that time. But I still just get so scared and worried about if they're playing a Thursday night game before the weekend yeah. and they have no squad. And it just seems like a risk not worth taking. So I'm, until we know if they're in or out of Europa, I'm a full avoid on Burnley.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk more about many other Burnley players this episode. But last name, I guess for me, that sticks out. I mean, there's Vorm and maybe Hugo won't be back and Vorm will start the season, but who knows. But Dubrovka's interesting. I mean, Newcastle couldn't possibly have worse fixtures game weeks one through eight, so that's a stay away. But we know their defense is really good. And me and you are obsessed with them. And when Dubrovka came in, he was fucking great. There's definitely a world where after their fixtures turn in game week nine that... Newcastle are just keeping cleans for fun, and their defense is, you know, top six or seven like it was last season, and he he might be great.
0: Yeah, the main thing that I get upset about with the pricing there is that he's more expensive than three fourths of their back line. So I don't yeah, want to spend like extra on goalie. But the one thing, I mean, we have, and we'll see how the season goes, we're very much on big defense. But one thing in seasons past that, We've talked about and sometimes dabbled with is like a very heavy defensive rotation on two teams where we go like goalie, two defenders, and goalie, two def- or like two and two, and we're mm-hmm. doing a rotation of like four fives and stuff. So, Newcastle, there could be a time in the season where there's like, you know, you have two Newcastle and two some other like Wolves or something. I don't know if there's like a window where you could go like, you know, do a little rotation there, which might be a thing because, like you mentioned, I mean, Newcastle were kind of annoyingly like spursing last year, get it, giving up one goal like exactly one uh, on goal a one game shot. for a while. Yeah, on like one or two shots and their defensive underlying stats were so good but they just weren't keeping that many cleans. Like it is very reasonable to think that they're gonna take a nice jump in clean sheets this year. And I mean a main big problem that they had was Fucking prosciutto faced Bob Elliott playing in goal like Darlow. I mean, once Dubrovka came in, he really solidified the defense. Yeah, and there,
1: L- but LaSalle's captain missed some time. A little yeah. bit, but he missed some time. June missed, Lejeune time. missed time. time. Everyone was hurt. Yeah.
0: I mean, dumb it. They need him to miss time, unfortunately, but yeah. he came back and they were, he was so fucking bad. Holy shit. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Newcastle's interesting. But yeah, at five, though, like, you're not going to fucking buy the Newcastle goalie over, like, Lena. No. That's insane. No, never, so, never, um, never. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's just something to monitor if they're. You know, taking a step forward, we will notice that game weeks one through eight, and then it's like time to invest. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's it for goalies pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean goalie the five million mark is just such a weird one because you're so close to just getting the top four to goalie and then you're also so close to just spending like fuck it, I'm spending eight, five and I'm gonna get some piece of shit.
1: Yeah, four or, four or five, five on a non playing so. goalie. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's a tough price point. I haven't seen very many teams with five million goalkeepers so far.
1: I mean, aside from yeah, I mean the the top three owned guys are De Gea, Fabianski, and Pickford, and it's just like
0: English people. Yeah,
1: it's just England fans. And Pickford was great in the World Cup, and and I feel like it's mostly based off of that than anything else. Yeah. Um. um
0: let's go to defense. That's goalkeepers pretty. Quick one today. Yeah,
1: pretty straightforward. So, what range are we talking about with defenders?
0: Are we gonna do five, five, five. Yeah,
1: five, five, and five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, holy okay. shit, there's fucking five hundred guys, dude.
0: Yeah, defense is a long one for the preseason matches. There's more defenders than other positions. It seems like, but um, I mean, I guess instead of yeah, not as originally. So Arsenal, I mean, a lot of them are five, five, and then Klasenak at five. Um, what are you what are you looking at there? I mean, I am
1: tempted i think I think they're a good team, like I like their squad a lot, and I believe in Emory. It's just again, not sure I want to start the season there. I'm a little bit scared of of putting too much there um to start the season I don't have much else to say about it than that I mean, I think there are good players, and if Kalasanek starts at left-back, he's probably going straight in my team if we get indications that he'll start at left-back in preseason, but Socrates, Mustafi will probably be the center-backs, and Belend will probably be the right-back, and they're all 5-5, five, five, and I probably just will not consider any of them, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think the 5-5 five, five point's just not worthy of investment, given the uncertainty, and, like, Mustafi sucks. And Socrates is really good, but until we know what they're up to, it doesn't seem like it's a good place to go. But I mean, I've tinkered a lot since we last talked. More just like to restructure a little bit. But I put Kalasinac in my team. I have him in right now. At five, I mean, you could you could kind of bench him. Like I'm planning to bench him for like you know the first game week if I go with him and start a four or five instead of him. But all this talk about Montreal being shipped out of town, if that happens, then you know he's obviously there. he's only left back on the fucking team basically.
1: Has he so, been starting? I mean, they haven't really had preseason games. Yeah, right? They,
0: like, I don't know. They, I think they played like a couple, but they played like very like B weird ass teams.
1: Yeah, well, they're, then, they're like official preseason matches haven't started yet. I'm looking yeah. it up like they have Atletico on the 26th, PSG on the 28, Chelsea on the first, Sevilla on the fourth. So the yeah, that's where we'll get maybe some indication.
0: Yeah, and I mean there could be value. It's I mean Mustafi's bad. Everyone that watches Arsenal know that he's a bad knows that he's a bad player and. It seems like Emery likes Chambers a lot. I don't know. I seen him like playing in midfield or something strange. I and mean, Mavropanos, we still don't know what kind of a entity he is, but there could be a value there. I mean, Mavropanos at five, Chambers at four or five. If, if either of them get in there, you know, that's also a pretty decent price point. Because yeah. if there's a five million option from the Arsenal defense, then that's very good to me. That's very good. Very good. Yeah.
1: Like we said with, with Leno, it's the same thing. I mean, there's this perceived notion, sort of similar to Liverpool, honestly, that like Arsenal's just shitty at defending and like blah, 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 like Wenger's identity <laughs> of being sexy going forward and can't organize a defense and high line or whatever. But they will, without a doubt, be like top six in cleans around there, you know, and with upside of being top three, who knows? So, yeah, I think five is is definitely worth it if someone's nailed. And Kolasinac, I mean, yeah. We know what he can do going forward. For everyone who paid attention to the first third of last season, he's a fucking—he's so good in the final third.
0: Yeah, he, he's really quality in the box. But the, it's also they have those first two tough fixtures. I can see a lot of people getting Arsenal after er, like early wild carders bring in Arsenal players. But yeah. that's why I feel like being able to spend five on Klaassen if possible, and then maybe hide him for one of the first two, and you know whatever you can get by. And yep. then you have him in for the long haul because he looks, if he will be starting, very, very attractive for a long time. I mean, he could be a, long, a long-term a long hold. So. Yeah. yeah, and Emery likes
1: in. fullbacks who bomb on. Like I, I did research for last week or two weeks ago. Pat, I'm getting them all mixed up. But I looked back at his PSG teams and his Sevilla teams and the fullbacks, both sides were always... Putting up like pretty nice, solid attacking numbers, like always bombing on. So that's good for him. Good for Kalasnik.
0: Yeah, um, and then I guess next place there's a lot of five-five guys is Chelsea. I guess the game is similar when we get we'll get, get to City, but they didn't really know who was going to be the center back partnership, so they just put everyone at five-five kind of, and they also have Zappacosta and Emerson in at five-five. I mean, we still very. Very much don't know what the back four is going to be like. We don't know if Aspelquet is going be playing right back or center back. But I mean, do any of these five five names stand out to you? We have Cahill, David Luiz, Christensen, center back.
1: I mean, stick out to me? No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like of all of these guys, Zappacosta right back is probably the best chance of starting if Aspel is the center back. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, not really anything. I mean. So much of these preseason pods is just like, this might happen, this might happen, this might happen, wait and see, you know? And it's just, I, f- I don't know. I have no indication or, or strong feelings for Gaza, Luis, or Christensen.
0: Do you? Yeah. Is, is David Luis just like washed up? I mean, he's because he's so good for fantasy. He takes like direct freeze and shit sometimes. He's yeah. always a set piece threat. I, don't yeah, I mean, know. he's had such like a falling like he's just, out.
1: Yeah, he's falling out. He wasn't even on the Brazil squad. Like, he's, I don't know. Yeah, no no one kind of wants him.
0: I mean, I definitely don't want Christensen. I cannot possibly endure another 58-minute Christensen sub.
1: Yeah. Ugh, God, um, Someone else will, will bring the early subs for you, no doubt.
0: Uh, thanks a lot. And then so over to City, that's the same thing. We have Stones, Company, Laporte, all at 5'5". I mean, I've seen Laporte in a lot of teams because it looks very clear that he's going to be starting to begin with. Do you think it's like too short term? Or you think there's something there?
1: I mean, we should probably expand on this because I mean, we got some Slack questions about this too. Like, what what do you think of that overall style of playing? Of getting guys that are short-term picks like mr tools on slack he wrote a fucking thesis paper worth of questions as usual but just picking the first one he said yay or nay to short-term picks example taking shaw but knowing full well he'll get swapped to Lovren within a few weeks or martial knowing that he'll get swapped to you know whatever a different seven-five. i know the simple answer is no but i can see a serious case for getting a few in with the plans of replacing them when the world cuppers are back blah 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 like Laporte should start like we we all kind of concede that, but i I have a hard time wrapping my head around someone who's starting for i don't know one to four game weeks Max is the, three
0: three max probably. three
1: max and and then you know you're booking a transfer in advance, which especially early season you like need all your transfers because there's so much fluctuation and there's all the bandwagons are happening and just having that guy that's essentially you're you're buying someone if you think about it like this it sounds even worse you're buying someone who you know game week three is going to be red with injury why would you buy them i just don't i don't get it that's a disaster
0: I, I think there's something to be said of the difference. Like, we're talking about Baye versus Shaw. I mean, as like, a spoiler, I guess we'll get there anyway. But in one hand, there's a realistic chance that Baye could nail himself with his performances because, you know, people say that he's a better defender than Phil Jones anyway, and that it's just a matter of time before he makes that spot his own versus someone like Shaw or Laporte, where They're just placeholding for the World Cup guy who's just not fit. I mean, there's no chance that Ashley Young's not going to walk into the team when he's ready. So I don't like hate starting with Shaw if he's like your fourth or fifth defender and that's your only risk in defense. Like, I don't hate like Martial, like, if he's your fourth mid and you have three other rock solid guys. Like, I think if you have maybe one or two guys like the short term, it's it's okay as long as you understand the risks that come. I mean, if you really need to balance the rest of your team out to offset the risk that comes with that and the planned transfers that comes with that. The other thing is, you know, it's not the way that we play or advocate, but there is something to be said about the early wild cards. I mean, a lot of people feel like they take a few wild punts, they go shoot for the stars the first couple game weeks, and then when everything settles down, they use a wild card to make like a more informed decision on the team based on the early landscape. So, you know, some people get success from that, and if I that's
1: think, uh, no, I was uh, just gonna say, I, th- I think more this year than years past. It's relevant because of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, you, we also have like, the Arsenal thing with their first two bad fixtures and then amazing fixtures. So. I mean, it is the strategy. I, I it's just not the way that I normally like playing. But you know, if you load your team up with like these 0.5 cheaper, def- like Shaw and Bae instead of Smalling or Valencia, you know, like there are cheaper options that you could exploit the World Cup guys that are missing, and then you could end up with like four ten plus million players in your team. You know, that could be really sweet for a few weeks. You know, you could try and just hit the ground running and have like a 5 digit rank after the first few and then wildcard and just kick on from there but i just think in general you just need to really be careful about how many of these players you have because if you're not wanting to wildcutter early then you know limiting them is important i think
1: yeah i think like one two max is is really like you're stretching your team really thin if you have two guys who in 3ish weeks time will not be nailed that that's yeah. just such a disaster and the and the thing also is like when i look at like your examples i think are good examples like Shaw and Martial as examples of like guys who won't be nailed but are on a pretty good team who and they they will be nailed to start the the season I think, like, someone like Martial or any – this applies for any attacker who fit these, like, short-term guys. I think there's so much more reason to punt on someone like Martial than to punt on someone like Shaw if you're going to just pick one or two short-term guys because the ceiling for attacking players is just so much higher. You know, like, you're not – Shaw's not going to outscore the other nailed United defenders. Like maybe he gets like an assist, whatever. But like it's not going to be significant. But you compare Martial to other like seven-five midfielders or something. Like he might start at striker for the first three weeks and score four goals. Like that's insane. Like you can't come close to that anywhere. Any other seven-five, you know. So I think making your risks in the. More attacking position, which is usually where you want to use your free transfers anyway, is definitely more advisable than using it on like defenders and goalies. Even you know.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, The other thing too, I mean, when you're planning to use, have to use an early transfer. I mean, at least if you're going on a mid-price mid, you could jump ship and get someone who's flying up in price, who's who's just having a stormer. So, I mean, that never happens. with like, oh, there's a five million defender that I have to get, you know? It's like, I guess Hagazi yeah, last year was like the weirdest fucking phenomenon of life. But Higazi, at the oh, beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. I remember he scored like every week. It was whatever. But yeah, I mean, you do that. But the other thing too to remember is like, it's even worse if you're going with not three strikers because if you have a four or five striker in your team, if you're going four, four, two, three, five, two, whatever, then you already only have two bench guys, basically. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna have a four or five who's playing. Kamara, maybe we'll see a full by, but I don't, I don't think know if we're gonna starting. have a four or five guy. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you have a couple of punts like that, and then all of a sudden, like, you're down to 11.
1: Yeah, right. You know? It totally changes the structure of your 15. Like, you really can't afford to have punts in, your, in the fringes because those are the guys who are gonna have to come in. As you use your free transfers in game weeks three, four, five to replace the fucking you know no, non starters in your team, just yeah. to me, it's just a fucking headache that I'd rather avoid. But I, like I said, like someone like Martial or Alexis, or um, there's probably other guys that I'm blanking on who are you know high high ceiling for a short term punt. I think that's that's more reasonable.
0: Yeah, I agree. I that's a good job by you. So back um, to Laporte,
1: so, I mean, I just don't I don't see the point. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like Mendy is .5 cheaper. They're, everyone's capable of finding .5. I'm not saying that Mendy's nailed or fit, but I'm imagining a world where he is, and everyone can find .5 in their team, and he's way better, way higher potential because of his attacking intent, and he should be nailed when fit for the entire season versus Laporte, who's just... French for "go fuck yourself," as we learned last year.
0: I do think the one long-term thing. I mean, he's Stone's like someone has to fucking partner Ottomendi, and I mean, it could be one guy. It might not be like Stone's company trading in and out or Laporte in and out. So that could emerge as a five-five city defender option. It could be be. not initially, but just something to keep an eye on long-term. Not forget
1: about. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there is no nailed partner for sure.
0: Yeah, so then let's just go to United. We kinda of touch over like Baye at five five looks like the standout five five now that we know he's gonna start the season in the in the lineup. Um and then Shaw's five, we know that he's gonna he's gonna be starting while Young's making his way back. I mean I had Baye and I, I took him out. I'm getting a little bit sell shares of United defense, honestly, because they're missing a lot of their fucking first team, and with the Valencia news, like I'm getting a little scared about it, so I mean right now I only have smalling in, and I mean that might change, but Bu does feel like a good pick, but it's again, like you mentioned, you can always find point five like I find point five for smalling, and I just know I'm not gonna have to worry about that,
1: yeah but right I'm just
0: because- a little bit getting a little bit nervous about having multiple United defense assets just because you know the spine's a little bit. Ripped out, and you know, I don't know. Might be too reactive.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the type of thing that I feel like preseason always goes back and forth and stuff. But if there's anything Moo can do, it's utilize like Andre Herrera and <laughs> Fred and other bus merchants and just park it and and get the job done. I, I don't know. I have I have buy and Smalling in right now. It feels pretty good. I mean, yeah. By, I think, widely regarded amongst United fans, and it's my opinion as well, is definitely the best defender on the team. Um, For whatever reason, couldn't get back into the side last season. I don't know what to make of that. If he starts the season, I expect him to play well. I think he's fucking really, really good. So I feel like he'll just lock it down for the season. But you never know. Phil Jones is always there.
0: So you had the Phil Jones shout before the season last year, and if you're shouting by I need to fucking follow you into, the, into the light because <laughs> that was a huge call for you. You have you have your finger on the pulse of United defense center backs. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean and we then, should ta-
1: our half our slack are fucking United fans, so we should get uh, their their pulse yeah. as well.
0: And then I mean Shaw, yeah, we kind of it's just like you know you got a few games out of them, that's cool, but once Young comes back, it's just a transferring to happen. So. You know, planning like, oh, it'll be perfect swap to Lovren because he'll come back too, and it's it's like it just like doesn't work that way. I mean, we play the game many years, like you know that you're not like fucking sitting around like, gee, I wonder what I should do with my transfer on game week three.
1: Yeah, it's not like game week two. Okay, my team's perfect. That's great because I only have one free transfer in gaming three, and that's Shaw Alavren. Awesome! Yeah. Like yeah. never in the history of FPL has that ever happened.
0: Yeah, it's tough, but I mean, again, it's like if you're really going for it and you have no problem doing the early wild card. I mean, Shaw should be in your team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: I um, mean, he, he's fat as fuck, but he can cross the ball.
0: He's the best left back in Europe, according to his manager. Yep, and we we've got bands and Goleman at five five for Everton. Um, I just saw. Like, Everton sniffing around Digne. How do you how do you say his name? Yeah, Digne. Digne. Yeah. a fucking French guy. Um, <laughs> Baines is old, and he's you know he's just getting old. I mean, running up and down the flank for a fucking a full season is definitely not happening. He can't stay fit when he has to be just like park bus. So. Coleman, though at five five, I think is like pretty sexy.
1: Yeah, I mean Coleman can't stay fit either, but when he is fit, he gets the fucking job done. Baines is mean, yeah, thirty three, like. Yeah, I I had Coleman's last week, and and I and I noticed it perked your ears up when I said his name.
0: Well, you know I love him, but the difference is like Baines has these little heel injuries that that niggle for weeks and weeks. Coleman just like breaks his life. <laughs> so like <laughs> when Coleman gets hurt, it's like he's out for six months. It's just so you don't have to worry about every muscle yeah. in a leg. Yeah. It's like oh, his actual shoulder fell apart from his torso or his, his yeah. whatever the fuck. Oh but gosh. Coleman's just so good. I mean, he's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, I love That's Coleman. That's all you can I
0: mean, what can you say? I mean, he had four and four. He just routinely puts up like around seven combined goals and assists when he played
1: like And it's like you look at 16, 17 and 15, 16, like he's playing 2300 minutes those seasons. Back when he was playing 3000 minutes, it was just Yeah, in 13, 14, six goals two assists and 14, 15, three goals, four assists. Should be most likely in a wingback situation, although I guess we don't really know yet with um, Silva. But yeah, I mean, I think like Coleman and PVA are kind of in the same conversation. Uh, I'm glad um, you. I was just I, like was elite was go. attacking five fives on non elite defenses. Although you, you can argue that Palace was pretty elite once Roy mm, started for- rowing.
0: I mean, the term elite is extremely subjective, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think they're very, very similar players. I mean, PVA also, I mean, he's got five goals in assists, five goals in assists, six goals, four assists, like five assists his last four seasons. It's crazy. That's a ridiculous attacking stat, uh, attack number. And his unla- underlying stats last year, like he was fucking shooting and getting the box like so much. So much. And yeah. it's just like the tough thing, right? We're balancing again is we always talk about Buy clean sheets first. And like when buy is at five five, we're like, what the fuck are we talking about? Getting an Everton or a Palace defender instead of that. But I mean, you've talked I mean, I'm talking my I have PVA in my team right now. I'm like, I talk myself into it. I'm like, fuck, like yeah. he's so good. Yeah. It's like he's gonna score six or seven goals this year and he's so fantastic and he just fucking posts himself. Knocking in worldies and in training creates his own FPL fucking page, whatever league. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: fuck. We got to get him on the fucking pod, dude. He's uh, like a real FPL merchant.
0: He's just a lad.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, getting a players
0: line. like you could have like this insanely flair backline of like Robbo, PVA, Coleman, Kolasinac. Like that's
1: fun. It's so fun.
0: <laughs> it's really fun. So, oh,
1: God, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, it's so hard to, for me to weigh the way like i think buy is a great example like if you're gonna tell me by is gonna start every match for ranches united i would say he's gonna get me a minimum of like 16 or 17 clean sheets and probably like almost no attacking returns or probably no attacking returns how many points is it is that compared to pva who will probably get between like 10 and 14 clean sheets but have like I don't even know, like eight to ten attacking returns. It's,
0: well, I, it's the I clean should just
1: sheets. actually do the math instead of asking you, but it's a lot <laughs> of points.
0: Well, the, the main thing is with PVA that is interesting is, I mean, Palace obviously didn't keep clean sheets last season, but we did keep a fucking shit ton of clean sheets when we had Tomkins and Sack in the middle. Yes. So if we are looking at that defense, then suddenly that's the, the defense Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the, suddenly Palace defense is competent instead of a team that kept like under ten clean sheets last season. So if they're going to be keeping under ten clean sheets this season, you don't want the PVA in your team because you need a little bit of a backup plan to sometimes keep clean sheets. But like you're saying, if they're keeping over ten in the ten to fourteen range, I, think I mean, sh- that's I think like they should. They should, barring health, which is obviously yeah, it's power, other, another yeah. conversation, but. With that being the case, and same thing with like Everton. I mean, I think Everton can keep over ten clean sheets. I mean, maybe, maybe we're we're having a little shifting sands here because the attacking threat of these players is is very difficult to replicate. I mean, someone like Mendy is maybe like the only name that comes to the top of my head on the top four teams of defense that could really put forth like a seven total of of goals and assists throughout the whole season. You know. Uh, maybe like Rabo, maybe yeah, not. Robbo, I don't know. probably,
1: but not the goals. His would yeah, be a
0: Yeah, I mean, PVA just like shoots. He yeah, comes down. He's fucking. Crazy. I don't know what his job is. He's just always up in the box. <laughs> yeah, like, he's whatever. the late runner every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and same with Coleman. Like, we've seen, I can just see it in my head when I close my eyes right now of just him cutting in on the right and just blasting a goal because he's <laughs> fucking insanely good. So I mean, these are fun guys, and obviously we're getting a little bit carried away here as we discuss them. But I think it's it's just an interesting thing to think about and look at the numbers. So
1: yeah, I mean, you look at Alonzo last season; he had seven goals, two assists, kind of the ballpark what we're talking about—the upside of PVA and Coleman. And while he was playing, Chelsea only kept thirteen clean. So and he finished with one hundred sixty-five points, which is a fucking boatload for a defender number two in the game. So if if I'm not saying this is me, but if you're to believe that Everton and Palace are capable of keeping between like 10 and 13 clean sheets, then we're talking about two of the top scoring defenders in the game if things fall right in their fit.
0: Yeah, the one thing though, and I'll just come into mind is like the nature of these mid table teams like Everton and Palace. Well, hopefully, Palace this year will be a mid table team, but. Normally we really play the fixtures with them because they're definitely not fixture proof. Whereas right. you know the elite defenses, United, like they can clean against Spurs. Well, Spurs suck, but like, they could clean against any top four team. So, I mean, you're you're balancing like you're hoping you get an attacking return, but like Palace going a run with a few bad fixtures, like you don't want to be looking at PVA in your team every week, you know, because it just doesn't feel great. But so you know, juggling how many transfers you have to spend there is also a hidden cost, maybe.
1: That's true. The only, the only thing is, like you said, balancing it with the attacker returns, you can't really afford to start your season with guys like PVA and Coleman and transfer them out when the fixtures get bad.
0: Yeah. because it's you're not going you miss the attacker
1: returns.: Right, because you're getting them for attacker returns. The Queens are, you know, hopefully going to happen, but you're, that's why you're paying extra money for them is for the attacker returns, and you don't know when they're going to come. Like yeah. they could score against fucking City, even though they concede four goals, and you're not going to have them because you transferred them out. That's not that's those strategies like butt heads. You can't yeah. like commit to one of those guys and then get rid of them.
0: Yeah, you got to just ride them and hope that they get a fluke. I mean, we we did play very tight against the top four teams last season. We had yeah. some very late. We only gave up like one goal. Had like a late one to Spurs and so. Alright, anyway, so that's that's good bands. We're god, going, who makes exciting. fun of me in Slack? Who makes fun of me in Slack all the time when I'm saying we're going long? Probably Dave Cullen, that fucking piece of shit. I think shit.
1: everyone loves it when you say we're going long. Right, but we well, are we long at? We're at like thirty four minutes right now. We're not We
0: haven't bad. even finished defense.
1: Yeah, you're right. We're halfway through <laughs> like, we the about? All right,
0: Jesus Maguire, Christ. like Lester slap head, just get the fuck out of my face. There's
1: so many defenders, dude. Yeah, oh many. my
0: god. Um Cresswell, like West Ham I'm starting to West Ham I'm turning my head a little bit just because
1: Me too, but defensively I mean,
0: Defensively not at all. But Okay,
1: good. So Whatever. we'll get to we'll get to Miz. Hold hold your horses.
0: There's too many five million guys. Should we do this next? Pod I'm just I'm fives? just scrolling
1: through really quick. Let me give a scroll through.
0: There's too many. There's just too Sean Morrison
1: is an absolute goal scoring legend machine on Cardiff. That's fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> and then the Wolves have that. Did Douglas is the wing back. Wing and back. Sacco it's, at five. Like, let's just throw some fives out and then move. I on have with our Sacco.
1: Lives. He's. God, his bonus, or his bones are like no bone has ever boned. He's just he he started. He's tied with Trippier for fourth amongst all defenders last season in bonus, but he played half a season. Like he's <laughs> he almost has as many bones as like Phil fucking Bones Jones, except Sacco plays like a thousand minutes and gets that many bones. So I, for a five zero. And someone I can start every week while the fixtures are good. Like we were just saying with Palace, like Sako doesn't have the attacking intent of of PVA. Like I'm getting six points for for every clean sheet, between five and seven points for a clean sheet. When every other defender in the game is four points for a clean sheet, it's just like great. I feel like he's just like so good to have.
0: Yeah, Sako's good. I mean, whenever we own him, he always does well for us until he dies. Yeah. Um, Keen at five. He had attacking in time when he was with Burnley. He looked like he got in a lot of end of headers, yeah. but he had a lost season last year. But it's the kind of thing. I don't know. We might have a four or five Everton defender emerge at center back pairing with him. And then we got like Coleman at five five. He's a little bit, a little lukewarm. Um, and then the Liverpool guys, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It seems like, like with Spurs, they're just like, let's just put everyone at six. Okay, great. Like any questionable Liverpool asset who could be rotated, they just price it. Public. It's five. Yeah. But Lovren is someone that we expect to partner Van Dyke, who we both really like a lot. So he could be someone that maybe he'll go down to four nine or four eight, and then he might be someone we could buy early. Yeah, um, and, that, and then,
1: that's a long term hold. Yeah.
0: And then between Trent and Klein, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Trent's going to still? I mean, I've been reading like they're going to give Trent more time off and shit. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Trent will start the majority of games. I think Trent will start all the important games, but Klein is there, and I think Klein will. Give Trent a rest when a rest is needed, or if there's a huge Champions League match and an e- easy quote-unquote league match that maybe Klein plays the league and Trent plays the Champions League. It, it's a little bit concerning for me, um, and I know like the majority of people are on Trent. Like he his ownership is is very high, seventeen um, percent. But I just am I'm a little hesitant because Klein. I mean, he was literally injured for the entire season last year, so people forgot about him. But he's not good at going forward, but he's a really, really good defender. And sometimes you just need that. Um, we definitely needed it at times during, like, you know, against the top teams and stuff. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think people should sleep on Klein taking minutes away from Trent.
0: Okay. Um- yeah. You know, then we get some weirdo like Celeste Lass is good, but no the bad fixtures, Bertram, like whatever. Why would you spend point five more on Cedric? And like, you I, know, think, that's I think we're it. done with defense. Yeah, let's let's get out of here.
1: So um, midfielders were going from Pogba, who's the only eight million mid in the game, to what six five?
0: Yeah, I think that's good.
1: Okay, cool. It's it's a good amount of guys.
0: Yeah. So Paul, I mean, yeah, you know, he's not going to be ready, but fucking Paul, I'm not falling for this. Is letting the horses run free again. I, I don't know. He fucking destroys us in fantasy all the time. We, we buy him and he sucks. We ship him. It's like a three assist game. It's just such a mindfuck.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's in my like 10 commandments to not <laughs> believe Vibe or ever buy Paul again. But yeah, I mean, there's a chance that he's free and Fred, Fred pairs yeah. Montich or Herrera pairs Montage. I don't know. I don't really believe it. And people keep throwing out his like shot numbers and shit. Like, Sure, he's really fucking bad at shooting. Like, I don't give a shit how much he shoots. It's not like an indication of how much he's going to score. It's it's just how many souvenirs little children are going to get behind the goal. It's a joke. <laughs> Whatever. Not seven five. Um,
0: seven five. Lot of interesting names at seven five. So Rambo. I mean, Rambo. Just like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The way you start, I just—I can like see the shit-eating grin on your face, It's just like
0: Rambo. Ah. I mean, I have him in my team. I—I I, oh, I couldn't figure okay. out—I couldn't figure out how to keep Ozel because everything was going south, and so I just put him in, and I'm just letting it sit. But I mean, I get Ramsey before everyone else gets Ramsey, and I get Red Arrows before everyone else gets Red Arrows. That's a thing. He just—he ru- ruins me. He's my actual <laughs> fantasy Kryptonite. I can't go away from him but it must be said his points per minute last season were up there among the like top five to seven midfielders in the game when he played I mean Emery like seems to like him kind of like working around what's not him to like playing...
1: what what's not to like god don't start with me if he dyes his hair I mean he's in every team
0: <laughs> oh, if he's goes, producer Nate Bleach drop. Forget about <laughs> He's my captain. captain. I would restructure. Get rid of Salah because yeah, I'm all Capping Ramsey. Get value in. Like team's great. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's great. Arsenal are great. I mean, Mctarian at seven is also looks fucking great. I, there's just a, we're arse casting. I mean, we still started waxing lyrical about fucking Laka last pod. Yeah, there's just like there's they have really so good attackers. Fucking
1: value.
0: Yeah, they're so mid-priced.
1: Yeah, and they shouldn't be. It's like a slight mispricing because they had a down year for one year. They have a new manager, reinforced squad. Ozil's cheaper than he's ever been. Rambo's cheap. Mick is cheap. It's just crazy with them. Laka's cheap. Yeah, I think Rambo, we just need more info. It's another one of those things. It's a new manager. We're not positive on the formation. They haven't been playing serious <laughs> preseason matches at all yet, so we don't. We just don't know. I mean, Rambo could be fucking furthest forward, central midfielder in a four-three-three. He could be number ten, and Mezu could be left in a four-two-three-one. Like there's, there's so many scenarios where we all put Rambo, Rambo in our team, but. He could also not start and get shipped off. Like that's very real. It could be Shaka, Torreira holding yeah. other midfielder. You know, like I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like yeah, against top teams, like if he's gonna really manage the squad, and you know, yeah. But so
1: I don't know. It's shaky. Just
0: the the thing about Ramsey with like is a different category, I guess, just because he's his assist potential is just off the charts with his indirect set piece delivery and just how he is. but. I mean, Ramsey is just, like, the most selfish fuck for FPL. I mean, all he wants to do is get in the box and shoot. He will never pass, and he will only pass if it's going to be a tap into a teammate for an assist. Like, having him in fantasy when he's on the pitch is just, like, he hits the bar all the time, it seems like. Yeah, he's an
1: almost goal merchant, or, like, almost chance merchant, not even almost goal. It's, like, he's just constantly making that late run and, like, a fucking six inch, a little boner away from just a little tap in or like a shin in or a fucking volley from outside of the box that goes one foot over the bar. It's just like, that's what he does, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, he underratedly put in seven goals in 10 assists last season, didn't even hit 2,000 minutes. Like, crazy. He does it. When he plays, he does it. So, I mean, it's been like kind of proven time and time again. Except for the time last season when I had him, when he him three times <laughs> in a row. I got rid time. of him, and then he started shipping and goals. But when he, when he plays, he returns. So, if you, oh, if, yeah, if you no, when he him, plays, he returns. That's just yeah.
1: the thing. Yeah, he's, he's great.
0: So, Siggy also at seven five is like a little bit concerning because he's not playing yet. He hasn't really been playing in preseason yet. I saw some of the lads on Slack saying he's like knocked. I don't know what's his deal.
1: Yeah, there's like a little injury. He didn't go on like this weird. Portuguese tour, or whatever they're on, but he's gonna supposed to join back up next tit or next. I don't know the lingo for preseason adventures. The next adventure, he'll be he'll be in the car. He'll be cast in the movie. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Like since last pod, I've gotten a lot more cold feet with Everton in general, just because I struggle to name a single nailed midfielder or forward besides. Adrià Segana probably.
0: Yeah, a lot of uncertainty on the team there. And, so and much it's uncertainty. Not, and I mean, the season's coming up really fast, and it's not like they're getting any time to play together, which is a concern. It's a new system, and then half the team were bombed out last year or injured, so you know they could they could struggle a little bit to to settle early doors. Yeah,
1: it'd be one of those things where it'd be it would just be so nice if there was some consistency in preseason with the lineup and like just as an example like if Tosun was just like banging them in for preseason I'd be like cool he's definitely nailed ahead in the ass but like I'm not even sure and like Ziggy's not with them and Velocity wants to leave and Richardson's coming in for 50 million it's just like I'm just not sure I'm just like yeah. not no, sure what's fair. going on there.
0: Fair, a lot of up in the air stuff, and it's too yeah. bad because it, they if they don't capitalize on their early fixture run, we know how patient Everton fans are, so that could get interesting.
1: Dude, their game week, like I'm looking way, way, way ahead, but yeah, let's just say there's a world they start slowly. It's not unreasonable. New manager, their like end of season is just <laughs> murderers row. Bring back Big Sam. Relegation central. <laughs> Disaster, but I I like Silva and I I want him su- to succeed. And I like so many of Everton's players, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. We're, we'll get more info as the weeks as the weeks go by.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like Siggy, if or Charleston comes, there could be someone there. But yeah, uh, we we'll have to revisit Everton in, in a couple of weeks when we get some more preseason action coming in. Um, talk to you about uh, Naby Keita's been the darling of the preseason tour so far for Liverpool in, uh, in the U.S.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just so fucking good. He's just one of those do-it-all guys who just, he'll win a lot of tackles. He's creating so many chances in preseason. He'll also bang a few in. Like, he, you know, he'll probably score between like five and nine goals or something like that. And approach double digit assists and just be an absolute monster on bonus points that said there's still like the Fakir rumors there's still other shit not sure how far forward he'll get if, if we were to buy someone like Fakir he'll probably be a little deeper be more like box to box I'm not sure I mean like I had him in my team for a while I think for he will return really good value and he'll absolutely be nailed I'm just not a hundred percent positive what his role is. Like most of Liverpool's first team attackers have not been playing, so he's creating a million chances, but there a lot of them are not getting finished by like, you know, Sturridge. No, I mean Sturridge is the one guy who's actually finishing <laughs> everything. I'm talking about like fucking children. Like Ryan Kent isn't finishing everything, but <laughs> I think Kipe is good. He's just really fucking good, and I'm not surprised if if he just takes along as, like, a good value guy all season. He doesn't have, like, a huge high ceiling, but he has a
0: high floor. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Martial, what do, you, what do you think? You think he's worth it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I need more time to think about it, but I think if there's anyone, a seven-five midfielder on United who's, probably going to play striker is like the definition of worth it with the upside. It's just like, and if he's banging him in, like what, what's to say that you don't just give Rom an extra week off or something, you know, like Rom just had a really strenuous world cup. Like if United are winning and free flowing and fly and Marshall's dominating, like give Rom till after the international break in week five, why not? Just, just saying it's possible. And, I don't know he his like returns per minute are are just so high like whenever he subs on it looks like he's gonna score
0: yeah it's just the streaky nature of him is is difficult because you know we've seen him get subbed early and bombed out and you know the rumors about him wanting to leave but as things stand right now yeah I think you know seven five is it's not nothing but if you're if you're slotting like a seven five in as your last midfielder. I think it's a it's a decent place to look. The fixtures aren't that bad. Obviously, United aren't going to be you know scoring four goals a game when you know all their good players are missing. But he's, I think he's a, he's an interesting punt. Yeah, I, I don't think it's I'm it's personally going to go there, but I could I could talk myself into it if like something happens between now and, and game week one. You know, yeah, it's
1: it's one of those weird things where like you kind of want him to be streaky rather than consistent because. You're buying such a short-term punt that it's like yeah. there's the chance that he scores five goals in three games.
0: Yeah, no, and that's it's fair. just
1: like that's what you want. You want lightning in a bottle. Obviously, there's a chance where he's just like a complaining little bitch who sucks and loses possession and doesn't score any goals and gets subbed off at sixty every game. Like we've seen that, Martial, too. But you know, you're you're he's an upside play if you go there. And then there's so many seven fives and sevens to switch to that it's like a pretty decent place to take a pick. Yeah, take a I
0: mean, Mctarian's really interesting to me at seven. I just feel like the stars are aligning for him to finally make good on his England promise, because he's the type of player, you know, with the amount of quality that's going to be in front of him, and the players that are going to be making these like little runs in behind, I mean, I could just see him getting, like, fucking 15 assists this season. Like, no problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, he had nine assists in, like, very few minutes last season. Like, and and a lot of them came when he was on Arsenal for you know second half. So, yeah, I think there's a reason his ownership is so ridiculously high, and it's because he's underpriced. I I have no idea why he's seven. Like why Rambo seven five? He's seven. Ozil's a million and a half more expensive. It just feels a little bit ridiculous I don't, with his track record and and how he performed last season. I I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, well, when that's the reaction, then we should probably make sure we put him in our teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's great. I mean, it seems like 4 3 he'll play on the right side. four he will play on the right side. It seems like that position is his own based on like talking to Nate and random pods and articles I've seen. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we'll see. Yeah, I love him. Well, what about yeah. Bilva? He's the only seven five we didn't talk about. Oh, and and I mean, Willian. I don't
0: know. Well, fuck Willian off the hell. I don't give a shit about him. Bilva's <laughs> like I don't know, like whatever. He he's so underwhelming for fantasy. Last season, I had him for a stretch. He just like he's like a different job every game, and he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> like I think he's classy but for FPL I'm like wanting him to like fucking shoot I think he had a, he had a couple games last season I, he just didn't even take a shot attempt I'm just like he yeah. dribbles around makes a side pass and it's like I don't know he's not going to be nailed he might be nailed at some point but there might be value at some point this season he's still young he's still growing into the team but I mean I'm not even remotely interested in him
1: the length of his name is really good the, Bernardo yeah. Mota Viega De Carvalho e Silva
0: yeah it's good that's good. But uh length Willian, of name yeah, Willian, doesn't get I your don't know. F- if oh, sorry nails
1: him down, sure. Yeah, I see an upside there. There's definitely an upside
0: there. My upside there is in his uh the six five counterpart Ladro. Yeah, okay, we'll
1: get yeah, there. So we'll get let's there. Go, let's keep going on the sevens then.
0: So Gross is obviously great, great player, great guy, but the fixtures are just not good enough at the beginning of the season. He's a kind of guy, you know, maybe game week eight, their fixture run, their fixture turn. Uh, Brighton did buy some new guys. It would be interesting to see how they settle. Um, still not that sure. I don't feel like I have a great read on Brighton. Honestly, going into the season, I don't feel like I know what they're going to be doing. I mean, Huguenot kind of like shut them down, and were defensively strong last season. But they're buying some like attackers, and I'm not sure how they're going to adapt there. And I'm a little bit concerned about Brighton this season. Not going to lie. Yeah, they got
1: a new forward. That guy Andone or Andone—I'm not sure how to say it. They got um, they got Bernardo from Leipzig, who's supposed to be an improvement. I, I don't know. I like Brighton and I like Hughton and I like Gross. I feel like they're just like a pretty good team. Like they're just gonna be some similar to last season and just be pretty good. And I think Andone is a huge improvement on Murray, probably. And yeah, the thing with with Grob is like. He's so he's such a long-term guy. So you yeah. can't you don't want to get him with bad fixtures and stuff because you don't want to transfer him out. You want to get him and hold him for like 10 weeks because you never know when he's going to have going to get in a hat trick of assists and it'll just come in some random game and so yeah, I don't know. He's good.
0: Yeah, he's a little like Erickson type, right? Yeah. I guess he's cuz he trickles and you you need the trickle and the bonus points. That that gets you that's get you. Gets you where you want to be with him, so yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I guess you could start with him for game one. I don't hate that because you know he's going to just take yeah long, long term
1: he will tick if, yeah like if he's... you're if
0: you're prepared to hold him. I mean, they have United, Liverpool, Spurs, City for the first seven, Yikes. so you know. But he did get some returns last season against the top teams, so yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Um, Lingard seven, maybe one for the future. So, I mean, Spurs, they have, like, Lucas Morris at seven and then they have fucking, what's is the Argentinian Coco, Lamella, 6'5". They just extended him for some reason. Do you think there's... I'm seeing people, like, looking there. Do you think there's anything there? What do you see? I'm not really interested in that at all. Yeah, me neither. Let's skip that. Let's um, just skip <laughs> Spurs fan rage delete podcast unsubscribe. Yeah, the West Ham, though, I am enjoying I'm what they're cooking hard with. For West Ham. I mean, I'm like getting, I put Arnie back in. I'm like, I don't care I about the pictures. Yeah, I mean, I was like, fucking, Yarmolenko is so good. I have loved him for years. I think he's just so classy. I absolutely love watching him play. And then Fleep Anderson's like, Spent a lot of money on him. He's got to yeah, be like. He's
1: fucking world class. Yeah,
0: like he's got to be like. not even exactly. Right.
1: He's like KDB light, maybe not even that light. Like every fucking year for Lazio, I mean, he's always hurt. I should preface it with that. So, like his numbers are kind of not that impressive. And then it's like he only started nine games last season and still put up those numbers. It's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But he just consistently puts up like the most ridiculous, like, under underlying chances created like xg xa like all that shit he's just god of it and his his goals and assists follow i mean like i'm not sure yet if they'll be 433 or 4231
0: he always plays 4231 here to deal with city
1: yeah i think they'll be 4231 and that would nail fully banerson to the number 10 just right underneath he'll probably be arnie at striker god he's going to get so many fucking assists dude
0: I mean, they still have like Antonio. Like, this is an interesting thing that I mean, just hearing about is this, such a
1: huge upgrade.
0: Like the mid-priced players in general. I mean, both at midfield and striker, it's like we have the second tier of the good teams. Like we're talking about, you know, I guess uh, Kaita, and then yeah, uh, like and Lingard, and Lamella, and, and yeah, like and Silva. these guys who are like okay, like you take maybe take a flyer if someone gets hurt and they're in the first team. Like they run into points because they're playing on a good team, but like they're not like that good. But the thing is, like, and then with teams like West Ham or like you know Brighton and you know we'll get to in a minute, like Everton, yeah, yeah, Leicester, Everton, Southampton, like other players in this bracket, like you have to think about the supply and and what the team is. And I mean, West Ham have a lot of upside right now, and we have never, I, I, not we, I have never drank the West Ham Kool Aid. Like I usually feel like I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop with them, and they just suck. But like. Getting Arvelenko and Flip Anderson are big games, and we saw what Arnie could do last season playing as number nine, reinvented himself. He's just had a level of clinicality last season of finishing his chances that he didn't really ever do with Stoke. I mean, it looks like he loves the fucking throwing the bars up. He's just like West Ham through and through. Yeah, and he's and,
1: he's been banging them in in preseason too. Yeah,
0: and like they have, they're very interesting to me. West they Ham have a lot very, of
1: guys, and I, I don't. I want to keep emphasizing it, like. Pellegrini is a good manager. He's been successful for like 20 years of managing. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, they spent a lot of money. They're still rumored to spend more money, and they bought really good guys. Like, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, I think when you look outside of the top six at the teams who are going to probably score the most goals, I think. We've gotten used to Leicester being up there, maybe not anymore with Nomares. We've gotten used to Palace. They're probably still going to be up and around there. We've gotten used to Everton, aside from last season. But I think West Ham are in that conversation, just with yeah. their quality.
0: Yeah, yeah. West Ham, very interesting to me. this season. Very, but very again, interesting. Again, it must be so the fixtures are not, not good.
1: They're so bad. <laughs>
0: they're not good. But yeah, Pellegrin, so like you mentioned too, the thing about him is he's such a steady hand. Like Who? Pellegrin. Um, oh, Yeah. Like, they don't. He's just, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. The players, I feel like, can be settled in the system, and it it could just be kind of like a cruise control type thing. And it seems like he has the quality where they'd be able to do some things. But, I mean, looking at those fixtures, like Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, Spurs, like a lot of shit in the beginning of the season. Okay,
1: so then. uh, But but at the same time, we both have Arnie in right now, which is interesting because.
0: They could score against any any team to me, especially like, that's the Arnie. Like, like especially Arnie has Arnie
1: proven out. this.
0: Yeah, on the counter, it's just like he needs one, and he's just off to the races, and just finishes some like muscles the defender out, yeah. gets an angle, and just blasts a top in. He's so good,
1: and that's so rare for any non-top six team to basically, essentially, what we're saying is they're fixture proof.
0: Yeah, or and Arnie's, that's why fixture proof, and, and that's we'll crazy. The forwards, but we'll talk about him versus to soon versus. They got Jack. Yeah. Oh my God! I forgot they got Jack. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be so good.
1: Oh my God! I can't believe you forgot about Jack. I can not forget about Jack.
0: I mean, Pelley's no, definitely gonna let him smoke as many fags as he wants in the locker room. He's no gonna play.
1: join him. Pelley <laughs> Green is the life. walking cigarette.
0: He's, he's, <laughs> when they play Chelsea, dude, sorry, and Jack are just gonna hang out oh. so hard, smoking in the tunnel.
1: Oh my! Like, yeah, it's like how Big Sam used to, or like invite people over for like wine, like the no, opposing like, managers.
0: He just tries to give them like gum.
1: Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> fucking sorry, Pellegrini and Jack are just go to the. They just meet in the smoking lounge. And they just bake it out.
0: Um. So Pedro and so Fab now. in at six five there. Yeah, like. Pedro scored the last friendly. I, it, there, Hazard looks like he's maybe out the door. There could be an option for Chelsea. I mean, all of their midfielders, we talked about this a couple of pods ago, but all of their midfielders, except for Hazard, are cheap as fuck. So yeah, if, if they don't so buy cheap. and some of them are starting and Sari starts like doing shit, there could be a good punt there.
1: Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very interested in both Fab and Pedro. I'm very interested in Chelsea in general. I mean, huge manager change is always interesting, especially when it's like three weeks from the season starting. But yeah, I mean there's a pretty decent chance Pedro's in the in a front three and a four through three. Love that. Six five, crazy value. And there's a decent chance that Fab is the furthest attacking midfielder in a midfield three, like essentially number ten with Conte and Jorginho behind him. I love that. That's insane. That's,
0: that Yeah, I mean both that, those are just
1: ludicrous value. And they might both be in all our teams after uh, a couple weeks or something.
0: Yeah, I mean Fab being freed like that, not having to play defense, oh my and God. I mean the other thing is that we've been so ruined by these Chelsea assets. Is when I mean, Conte fucking subs these players whenever the fuck he wants. Like we never had like he's playing eighty plus every game. He subs all these guys of Everyone. fifty, every, everybody except for like Hazard. And no hazard no absolutely Hazard. Yeah, but yeah, he did sub Hazard. So I mean, we have to see because if Sorry Flick finds guys that he likes to ride, and it's any he, of these dudes, I mean, he rides be, them. Yeah, it could be a really good good deal for us. I mean, I think it, the pricing is very kind on the Chelsea asset, so a little excited there. Um, I mean, Walcott and Charleston, We kind of talked about Everton. It's, it's a little bit of getting. I'm starting to get more off Everton as the as the weeks yeah. pass and West Ham keep buying more Jacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more Jacks per ninety.
0: Uh, what else do you see in the six five? There's still a lot of
1: names. I mean, yeah, L. Unusi is is kind of soupy and slack. People are on him on Southampton. I, I don't know that much about him, um, but I, I've heard he's really good. I'm of these guys. I'm kind of interested in James Madison.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just Lester. It's like what? Yeah, it's like it's. I have
1: the same. Like feelings towards Lester, like they're so meh and like well, I like, but like whatever that we haven't seen that much out of them, but outside of the top six, Lester scored like kind of by far the most goals like they had eight more than West Ham who's the who's the eighth highest scoring team you know, like kind of under the radar, I feel like they're they're outside of the top six the most the highest scoring team, probably for like three years running without us noticing. And no Mares, I mean, just nails Madison even further into the number 10 just underneath Vardy in a four-two-three-one for Puel. He's just, like, so fucking good. Like, everything I've heard and seen and read about him is just, like, he's one good season away from being on a top-six team. Like, he's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that interests me. Okay. Yeah, it, it, Lester's just, like, I don't know. They're just always a fuck because they're not a top six team. But Mars Vardy are priced like they're on Liverpool. But then you've now they finally got rid of Mara's and they have a, a, a number 10 who's highly touted and he's only 6'5. Now I'm back to being interested, you know?
0: Yep. I hear you. Okay. Madison, one to watch. I mean, Sesson is too expensive. Um, is he going to play
1: forward or is he going to play left back?
0: I think he's gonna be playing in midfield, but I'm not that sure. Either way, six five. Given like what his game's about, it seems like I don't know if he's gonna make the step into the Premier League and just bang goals, and like he did in the Championship. I'm not yeah. sure. Fulham's I'm, not oh, Wolves. Also, no, Fulham's not Wolves at all. And moving to Wolves, I mean Jota is he's yes. a sexy guy. I mean he's. I feel like with Madison, he's like seems more of like the creator, and, and Jota's just like potentially playing striker. I mean he creates a little bit, but he's just like a. Fucking bully who's just gonna try and dong and chip players and be cheeky. He's in my um, team right now. You you have Jota still, yeah. I, I still have Richardson that just as placeholder. But the more that we talk about this region and midfield, like this is why the pod probably makes me a worse FPL player. But like the more excited I get about these players, I just want to make have five of them because like we, it just feels like so many of these guys are gonna be fucking sick. And then it's going to be game week six, and there's like one of them is good, and the rest are.
1: I wonder if it would help us if we had like side side hose, like if we had like (laughs) what do they call in Sopranos again when you have like
0: Uh, like Gumar.
1: Yeah, if we just have like a Gumar team that's just all six fives and just punts and just like insanity and hits. Like, would that help us be better husbands to our real team?
0: Maybe I don't know. Jota no, is
1: just so fucking sexy. Like, no, give me have a fucking you, have you watched highlight, a bunch of skills, clips? goals compilation over any fucking oh porn God. you can find all day. His his
0: his shit from last season, to championship reel is just like he's got every single skill and goal and thing in his locker is has been on was on display last season. Yeah, he's three footed.
1: He's an he's absolute monster. I mean. So good. The, a Wolves fan slash friend of the pod tweeted, like, he DM'd us on Twitter just, like, his fucking thesis, everything ever about Wolves. So he was just like, I'm a huge fan of the pod. This is everything about Wolves. Shout out to Ross Watson. For Jota, he said, I can't tell you how much you need him. He basically <laughs> plays up front, out of position, just generally at the center of everything. He's a magician. I was just like, okay, <laughs> let's fucking. <go>. And- <laughs> As if I fucking needed that. Like, let's
0: fucking go. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm live tinkering to back, and I fucking Rich can fuck himself. If yeah, not, come don't on. Care. Like, just fucking. Um, I mean, I tech. I told you I was fucking fell in love like few yeah. weeks ago. Um, yeah, you did. You all did. right, so forwards. What are we doing? Did we? Yeah, do that's like it eight? for
1: men. So yeah, what are we doing for forwards? Did we do um,
0: nine or eight or what we do we What are we talking about? Here? I think.
1: We should just do, I guess, like six five to Giroud.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, Giroud like is same same as midfielder price. I no, guess. How
0: can Giroud possibly play?
1: Did did we talk about Morata and Vardy last? I don't class? think so. But like,
0: do we need Morata? Could
1: be a thing. I, don't I think Morata has twenty goal ceiling and could be real
0: if he plays and like if, they don't buy Higuain or whatever. Yeah, or if like,
1: he's nailed, and whatever. I'm very interested in Morata. That's okay. all we need to say about that. Um, I mean, Giroud, yeah, I mean, and Vardy, do,
0: do you want to touch on him? Or it's,
1: I mean, like everything I was just saying, good about James Madison and the Mares sale is bad for Vardy,
0: right? Yeah, I it, mean, it could just be change in his roles, whatever. I, he just like gets his goal somehow, but it just doesn't feel good spending nine on him at all. I've seen him in actually zero teams, I've never seen I feel him like he has
1: no upside.
0: No, of course not. I mean, but his upside is getting what he's been getting sort of like, you know, 25 or so in the season is reliable.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had 20 goals last season and 24 in the in the title winning season, 13 the year in between. I feel like yeah. between 20 and 13 and low number of assists is really where he'll sit. And that's just like not that great for nine. And he's yeah. 31, like he's he's not like young.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. I mean, we're obviously nowhere near Vardy. Um, yeah. Do you? Th- I mean, is there any chance Giroud could play in that system?
1: I don't know. I'm not intelligent enough to talk about sorry system in that way. But I think Giroud is really good at what he does, and therefore, it's possible he plays in any system. If that makes yeah.
0: sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I
1: don't know. I, it it's going to be like weird if they mobility. don't like make another big splash purchase. Which I, they're not like rumored. Other than Iguayin, like they're not like rumored with that many guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what they're up to,
0: Chelsea. No, yeah, no one, no one does. And so, sure, like maybe I don't know. Eight's still a good price if he is playing. I mean, eight's yeah. not much, but um, I mean, this, the real talk here is the sevens with Zaha, Tosun, and, and Arnie. So, I mean. What are you looking at there? We both have Arnie right now.
1: Yeah, so I had Tosun for a while. A- After mentioned, got cold feet kind of with Everton, and I was just like, I'm not sure yet. So I took him out, and then I put Arnie in. I mean, we don't really need to say that much more about Arnie aside from he's, yeah, he's just really good, and we fixture-proof, and we both like him. And if he's... Nailed that striker, which it seems like he will be, is great. And Max from Slack wrote in Arnie versus Zaha versus Tosin, same thing. But yeah, yeah Wilf is, he's so good. Like, I can't believe he's not on a fucking top four team at this point in his career. But it's not great that it seems like Roy is making him play wing. Like, even when Benteke is hurt, Wilf's playing wide and Sorloff is playing, and playing forward. That's not ideal for him.
0: No, I mean, if, if he, we were still in that 4 4 2 with him in Townsend kind of playing up top, he that's when he looked like scoring a goal game. But yeah, when he, he played on wing. He did yeah, score. He did, basically, he did. But I mean, when he's playing on wing, it's just the game can go by him. They can foul him out of the game easier. He's just less central. I mean, the game pass him by sometimes. He scored a ridiculous goal the other day. But I just don't think at seven, like, unless if he is actually playing striker, that he's like. Better than Arnie. Arnie's underlying stats when he plays striker are ridiculous. Like he shoots Mental. so much. He's just
1: better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. for me, it's Arnie there. I mean yeah.
0: and, and then again, I think Toe soon too. It's just there's just uncertainty. And Arnie's uncertainty is that they just play hard teams. Like I, I feel like I've come full circle on this seven million like argument. And Arnie's just like so good.
1: Yeah, it's one. And this is definitely one for two weeks from now. I wonder, revisiting we'll be, it two we'll weeks be, yeah. from now, if we'll have different feelings. I mean, maybe Zaha's playing up top by that. Maybe Tosun is banging them in and Sigi's back and Everton look great. But as of now, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I just feel like Arnie is just so locked in and great and proven and playing striker that it's just, that's what you want.
0: And I mean, you also, looking at these three teams, right, like, The supply for West Ham is at another level than Crystal Palace. We we don't fucking create anything. Like we score goals on like one-off crazy plays, kind of like that's what we do. And then we just gum up the middle of the field for the rest of the time. And like Everton could do that, but everything is like way more fucked for Everton right now. I feel like than like even with West Ham, with even though they're buying some new names, but I just feel like like with. With Pell there, it's like steady. Like they're just going to be like good.
1: Yeah, they know. had a weird down year last season, West Ham. But like they, they should be creating a lot. I expect them to create a lot yeah, of chances. Definitely,
0: I definitely yeah. think so. I mean, with <laughs> Jack, are you kidding me?
1: Jack, Felipe Anderson distribution. Dude, you're
0: Malancos.
1: Oh good, oh Yarmo God. cutting in on his fucking left foot. He's such a cut in merchant. He's such yeah.
0: a like fucking Robin merchant with no flapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, save, Rob, let's save budget uh, Robin
1: Salah merchant.
0: Yeah, let's save six five because we're gonna have nothing to talk about for forwards next pod. Let's save that for budget.
1: Okay, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, um, there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of guys there. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Is there anything else?
0: No, I mean, I think that was a that was a good job by us.
1: Let me see if there's any kind of like vague top. We are running along. I concede that most of the questions are about things that we covered, so that means we did a pretty good job. Um, you want to slap some anises? Let me let's do this one question from Andy, and then I'll slap some asses, and we'll get out of here. So Andy on Slack. More of an overall strategic topic, but it ties in perfectly with the mid-price bracket. A lot of people found success last year using a similarly priced defender like Alonzo in their starting lineup as their quote-unquote fourth mid, instead of trying to hit correctly on that 6'5 to 7 million mid spot. This has always been one of my weak points, picking Ramsey, Tadic, Barkley-type player, and it seems a more guaranteed use of the spot in your starting 11 on a defender it seems much easier to pick a good heavy defender than it is to guess correctly on those mid-priced guys. What do you What do you think about
0: that? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been yeah, yes. I, I also uh, that's a weakness of my game. But then the, I'm also been thinking about since we talked about this, where like more heavy defense, blah blah blah, like higher floor is like if you're gonna like really have a fucking sick season, then you need to, you need to pick those mid-priced midfielders. It's like, th- that's where you're going to get like huge gains, and that's where you're going to start the season like extremely well is if you hit on them. Because
1: I feel like it's a wider net than mid price, though. Like, to, what do you to mean? have a huge season, it's not up to like seven five, which is like what we consider mid price, it's up to like nine, you know, like, like for example, Salah and Sterling last season, you know, like
0: you need to get in early and stick and hit cap yeah, like and a, all that. Like, shit.
1: And I agree with you, but for this point, I think you have to expand to like eight five or something, you know, because okay. it could
0: be Ozo, Ozo. or something, yeah, you yeah, know.
1: Or, you know, it's not just like seven.
0: And I think it's also an interesting thing. You could still do well both ways. I mean, you can hit captain and have all the heavy defense, and and it's going to be a safe thing, and you'll you'll do well, but. Like if you get those those midfielders, like those are where you get you know if you get braces from your midfielders, like you're absolutely storming it. And jumping ship early, I feel like is something we maybe need to do a little bit, be a little more reactive this year because there is something to getting those guys once they show something and not like waiting too long and then the price rises and stuff like that. I mean, it might be better with those like more punty spots to really like buy early.
1: Yeah, and I think going back to that really great question from last pod on looking at the players at as like slots rather than like the names on the back of their kits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Taking your punt in a good slot is definitely a good strategy. We think you know, like taking your punt on a mid-price midfielder where there's so many guys and a lot of them have high ceilings, albeit a lot of them have low floors too, is good because it allows you the flexibility to make that reactive move and jump on that early season bandwagon if it happens, which it usually does. Whereas like if you're structured with you know three premium mids, two really budget mids, and three forwards or something like that, and like Jota scores a brace in game week one, then it's like it's just more clunky. You have to like you have to double move to feel good about your move. Whereas if I'm sitting on fucking Walcott, I can just be like, okay, well fuck Feo, like Jota in, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and just make that sideways move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind as you like structure your team to also be aware of like like you said last pod, just. Where do I go if this and this happens, and what do I do if this guy sucks and this guy's not nailed? You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the toughest part of the game is you know picking picking the players, Alon. Picking the guys. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
1: All right, let me slap some asses. When, are, when does Patreon start charging again?
0: September first.
1: September first. So you got a lot more free Patreon time. Check out the Slack. You won't get charged. You can quit before we charge you. It doesn't fucking matter. But don't do get, that. I mean, you don't you shouldn't because Slack is great, but maybe if you're an asshole, maybe you should do that. So I, I don't want to say don't do that, but it's a good it's a good place to hang, talk. Everyone's awake all hours, all time zones. It's good. Patreon.com slash FMLPL, check it out. Our new patrons for this week's pod, we have four of them. We got Jordan Blackley. We got Shamil Gilani. We got Dwayne, The Rock, Francis, and we got Mikey Austin. Good job by you guys. Let me slap that ass. Good, good, fucking. Thank you. Um, that's it, right?
0: Yeah. So we'll do uh, we'll do budget next next week.
1: Yeah, budget next week, and then just cluster fuck everything the week after the week the season starts. Holy fuck, it's so soon.
0: Yeah, it's very soon. Check us out
1: at FMLFPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLFPL. Support us at patreon.com slash FMLFPL. And cheers!